0: Welcome to Raised On It, and welcome to CMA Awards Week. It's finally here. Uh, I'm super excited about it. Uh, This year, Carrie Underwood's hosting it um, without Brad Paisley, a little bit of a switch-up. She's going to be joined by Dolly and Reba, kind of a tip of the hat to the women of country, both today's women of country and the female artists uh, that inspired the current generation. So kind of a neat idea to feature women uh, throughout the show. So for this podcast, you know, I thought, what better way to preview the CMA awards than to talk to the people that I like to say are on the front lines, people in country radio uh, you know, the streaming is taking off in the last couple of years, but country radio is still crucial to the industry. Uh, it sometimes make, makes or breaks a career and really sets the tone for a lot of artists uh, to quote unquote make it. So what we ended up doing is reached out to a bunch of country music radio DJs across the country Literally across the country, from coast to coast, uh, to get their thoughts on it. Uh, so each of them took a category and really gave a really good analysis and overview of the category and their insights into it. Who they think is going to win, who's deserving, uh, who might have been snubbed. So those sorts of things. And uh, honestly, the idea came together at the eleventh hour. At the eleventh hour. And I really appreciate everyone that took, you know, five ten minutes on the weekend just to chat about it. And it's really cool because you can tell that this is something they're deeply passionate about. You know, as country music fans, we're deeply passionate about deeply passionate about our artists, and they're the same way. They're deeply passionate about country music, and it's their livelihood. And you'll definitely see that come across. Uh, they're just passionate and really knowledgeable about their line of work. Uh, there's no hesitation. They they know what they're talking about. Uh, so so it's really cool. Um, really encourage everyone to follow these talented people on their socials. I'll link it in the post, uh, both on social and within um, our website. Uh, There were two categories we didn't get to, Musical Event of the Year and Music Video of the Year. I'll go through those real quickly right now. Musical Event of the Year, All My Favorite People by Marin and Brothers Osborne, Brand New Man, Brooks and Dunn with Luke Combs, Dive Bar, Garth and Blake, Old Town Road. Everyone knows that one. And then What Happens in a Small Town, Brantley Gilbert and Lindsay Al, which just... Uh, reached the top of the charts this past weekend. I think this is an interesting category. Old Town Road seems to be the you know the most universally played song this year, but it is still the CMA Awards. It's country, and I think when you have someone like Luke Combs teaming up with Brooks and Dunn, that's going to be a hard one to top. So my prediction there is Brand New Man, but again, very deserving category. The other one, Music Video of the Year, Burning Man by Dirks and Brothers Osborne. Maren Morris's Girl, Blake Shelton's God's Country, Casey Musgrave's Rainbow and Eric Church's Some of It. Again, I think this is a really good category. Maren Morris's Girl I think is going to win, but I would not be surprised at all if Eric Church's Some of It uh takes the takes a kick in this one. Really clever storyline in that one. So, again, this was a really fun one to put together. I honestly, I know I say this a lot about country artists but country music is in great hands, both of the artists and those working in the industry, particularly those in country radio. Uh, I asked everyone to be completely honest with their thoughts and you'll hear that, Um, but before we get started, the first category you're gonna hear is song of the year, and you're gonna hear that from Brent Michaels, he's a radio personality out in California. He talked through this category, and the interesting thing here is he's actually a CMA voter, so he talks through what the voting process is like, to give you a better idea of how they narrow it down, how they take submissions, so on and so forth. So buckle up. Let us know how you like this podcast. Again, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, the whole works. If you like it, leave us a review, four or five stars preferably. Uh, But again, make sure you check us out on our website, raisedonit.blog. Follow us on our socials. But again, happy CMA Awards night. And uh, yeah, let's get this thing started. We're now joined by Brent Michaels, the program director for KUZZ Radio in Bakersfield, California. For those of you who are a little bit of country music historians, that's an important area to the modern country music sound. So, Brent, thanks for taking time to chat about uh, Single of the Year at the CMAs this year. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So when you look at the category, you know, what's your overall takeaway? Is there anything that jumps out to you um, with the five five songs that uh, are the finalists?
1: Yeah, it's just that all five of those really do win. Um, when you kind of take a look at it, they're five of the biggest songs. And um, I'll just kind of say up front, I am a CMA voter. Um, and so, you know, kind of how I always vote, I sort of vote, you know, I feel like I get a vote because of my position with the radio station. So I always try to vote as I think like our listeners would vote on a category like this, what was their biggest single of the year, but uh, you take a look at these five, and all five were giant songs of this year. Uh, you've got Burning Man with Dierks Bentley and Brothers Osborne, which, uh, I mean, is one of the biggest songs of the year. A uh, Girl from Marin Morris, which was the leadoff track from her huge project. Uh, Blake Shelton has kind of tended to be ignored in uh, the ACMs and the CMAs the last few years, but um, God's the Country was definitely one of our biggest songs of the year. Uh, and then you've got Millionaire from Chris Stapleton and Dan and Shay, Speechless, which uh, isn't just a country hit. It's become a hit in a couple of other formats as well. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really tough
2: category because you could make a case for any of those five to be the winner.
0: So how, talk about how difficult that is. So are you involved in voting you know, each round to narrow it down you know, from the, the massive list down to these final five?
1: Yeah, so kind of how it works is uh, they, they have a few different rounds of voting. And so the first round is a completely open ballot. And so they give you all the categories, uh, and they tell you the eligibility period. Uh, generally for CMAs, it's uh, kind of uh, fall from one year to kind of the summer of the
3: next year. So for this particular case, you know, about fall 2018 to about middle of
1: summer 2019, that was kind of the eligibility period, so anything that, say, has come out um, in the last, you know, three or four months wasn't eligible for these awards. Uh, but it's completely open canvas, and so you can literally write in any song, and if it fits within the eligibility period, they'll kind of count your vote. The second round is kind of a list of the top 20, so sort of any of the songs uh, that, that that got enough votes to make the top 20 kind of comes you on a list, and at that point, you're picking five. Almost like now the categories are set up, you're you're picking what you think the five nominees should be, and then the final ballot, um, which came out a little over a month ago, has the actual nominees, and you pick one that you think will be the winner.
0: So when you look at these final five, you already mentioned that these are, like you said, five of the biggest songs this year. Um, Are there other ones that you had in mind originally that... Um you might be a little bummed that they didn't make the final five or are you pretty you're pretty happy with these final five?
1: You know, I think all five of these are deserving. The one that really jumps out at me is Luke Combs Beautiful Crazy. Um, I was about and I know it did get a song of the year nomination but it was one of the songs this year that stayed at the top of the chart for multiple weeks. Uh, I mean, Luke Holmes is just on fire as an artist, um, and it just really is. Um, single, you know, is kind of the whole produced thing, as you hear it on the radio, kind of the difference between single and song. Song is kind of songwriter. Single is, is the whole finished product. And uh, Beautiful Crazy is no doubt one of the biggest songs of the year. I don't know which one of these five I'd take out to put in Beautiful Crazy, <laughs> but that's the only one. And I might also say Whiskey Glasses from Morgan Wallen. That oh, was yeah. a pretty big song this year, too.
0: No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard when there's so many great quality songs. to How do you narrow it down to the just a few and then obviously to pick a winner? But you have to pick a winner. So, um, you know, who... I guess two parts who received your vote and then second um, you know who do you think will win whether it's you know the the artist you voted for or if you think someone's just going to run away with this um, on their own
1: yeah no absolutely so I mean the way I kind of always look at it and I think it's to some degree sort of what you asked um, who do I think should win and then who do I think will win should win obviously I think got my vote So um, I will say, looking at these five, almost as a process of elimination, and, you know, as I kind of eliminate someone from my thought process, it doesn't necessarily mean they're not a deserving song, but it just kind of, you know, gets me closer to my eventual vote. So um, when I really looked at it, I thought there were two songs that kind of raised their hand above the rest. And as I said, I kind of vote based on, you know, our listeners and what they told us they loved all year long. Um, and so the two to me that raised their hands the most um, were Blake Shelton, God's Country, and Dan and Shay, Speechless. Um, and kind of for different reasons, um, God's Country, as soon as it hit our airwaves, um, just people wanted to hear it more and more and more. Um, you know, I think between Hardy, who helped write the song, and Devin Dawson, I mean, it it's speaks to, I think, middle America and, uh, you know, kind of working hard and, you know, people's relationship with God, and its I think it's just a really well put together song. Speechless I think really deserves consideration because of just how massive it is. I mean, not only was it a multi-week number one for country radio, um, but it's gone into adult contemporary radio and what they kind of call hot AC, so a little poppier adult contemporary, and, and probably you could make an argument of all the songs, it's definitely the most purchased, downloaded, streamed. Um, it's probably the biggest of the songs. Um, but ultimately, my vote went to God's Country because it was such a big hit. All five were big hits here at the station, but that one, I felt, really became an anthem for our listeners. And so um, God's Country got my vote. I think who will win, I think it's going to probably be Dan and Shay and Speechless. I think they're poised to have a really, really big year. The one dark horse i throw in there... The CMA loves Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton wins a lot of awards when he's nominated. Um, You know, he's nominated for Entertainer of the Year, even. When you could argue amongst the other candidates, maybe he hasn't had as huge of a year, but he gets in there because the CMA loves him, and uh, all the other voters, when you kind of take in the whole rest of the industry, loves voting for Chris Stapleton. So I think Speechless will
0: win, but I wouldn't completely count out Chris Stapleton a Millionaire. I think that's got a shot. No, that's that's a great breakdown. Just piggybacking on Stapleton, is is he a popular artist among your listeners? Definitely. Um, he is. You know,
1: I just don't know that uh, he's kind of advanced as far in his career as an artist. I mean, as a writer, he's got so many different cuts, oh, but as yeah. an artist, I don't know that he's quite on the A-list level of a... You know, Terry Underwood, Luke Bryan, uh, even where Luke Combs is headed. Um, But no doubt, he's extremely talented,
2: and people here love him.
0: And lastly, uh, as we wrap things up here, is there any performance you're just, you know, on pins and needles to watch uh, Wednesday night when the CMA Awards uh, kick off? You know, I haven't seen the fullness of performances. I think
1: the opening is probably poised to be just really strong. Um, I'm proud of the CMA this year for um, really trying to open in country music. Um, and I think that opening is really going to reflect that. Um, I haven't heard if they're actually doing it or not, but I think Dan and Shay and Justin Bieber might end up singing 10,000 hours. I think that could be
0: cool. Oh, that'd be a nice little surprise. I like it. Well, Brent, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to run through this and just providing your, your background. And, um, you know, when it comes to actually voting, I think that's a, a very unique um, background to have. And um, I think I think the more people that understand the, the voting process uh, hopefully would, you know, understand what, you know, the results on CMA Awards night win certain people are, are winning awards that they might not be happy with. But um, again, thanks, Brent, uh, and happy CMA award watching. All
4: right. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me.
0: I am now joined by Wyatt, the morning show host at 101.7, the Bull in Burlington, Iowa, to talk song of the year. So, Wyatt, thanks for taking the time. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you doing today? Oh, it's great. It's uh, it's game day, so can't it is game can't day. complain. Yeah. Uh, so when you look at song of the year, um, you know this is one that uh, you know it's there's song of the year and single of the year, where you know single is more the production and the final musical sound of it, where song is more right. you know the lyrics. So when you look at this category, you know what things are sticking out to you. Kind of, what are your 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 overall analysis on it?
5: Well, starting it off with uh, you know, song of the year is obviously one of the uh, the big awards of the night. Obviously, you want to have when you come into the CMA Awards, you want to have um, a song throughout the course of the year that uh, people identify as one of the top songs of the year. A lot of great, a uh, lot of great nominations here. Um, one that really uh, may catch a lot of people's attention, I think, um, because people really just don't know a lot about her is the song by Casey Musgraves, "Rainbow." Um, Great crew put in there. There's a lot of emotion, I think, into that song, um, starting it out. Um, You kind of ask yourself, you know, who who in the world hurt you? You know, she put so much emotion into that song, and the crew that wrote that song just did uh, such an incredible job. Obviously, that's the one I think that catches a lot of people's attention, but uh, Casey Musgrave is kind of one of those rising uh, rising country music stars that uh, I think over the next couple of years as a songwriter, she's going to be, uh, she's going to be right up there with some of the best. Um, But you've got, uh, you know, Dan and Shay's Tequila, obviously not only dominated country music radio, but also dominated uh, in the top 40 world as well. Dan and Shay, one of those crossover artists that have been doing really, really fantastic. And Tequila might have been the best song that they had this year. Um, But uh, a lot of females, obviously being in this category as well, which obviously the hosts are Three of the top uh, female artists in country music history. Then Marin Morris, um, who I've seen, who I've seen live. Have you gotten a chance to see her live by chance?
0: I haven't yet, but she's up on the list for sure. Uh,
5: she's she's incredible. She's incredible in concert. I highly recommend anybody out there who hasn't seen her yet go see her in concert. She's incredible. She's a great songwriter too, and obviously. Um, she, she put a lot of heart into this one. This is obviously a, t- a subject girl that means a lot to her. Um, and obviously it was an anthem for a lot of females. And, and even she's said that males have even come up and said uh, that it's been a, a really good song to listen to and um, something to take away from it. And that's kind of what you want, is you want your audience taking away something from the songs. But I think the two top favorites in this category, the two that I really enjoyed the most, um, starting it off with God's Country, um, obviously done by Blake Shelton, but uh, what a crew. What a crew put together uh, that song. Devin Dawson, Hardy. Um, whose name is Michael, by the way? I just, uh, I just found that out today. Right. Didn't know his name was Michael. Um, he kind of just goes by the name of Hardy, but uh, no, God's Country, obviously a rockin' song put together by Blake Shelton, and Blake Shelton has even said that that song may have uh, saved his country music career, so um, a lot has been put into that song, I think, but the I think the winner and the most deserving is a guy who I think is on a level in country music that we have not seen in quite some time, and that is Luke Combs. Beautiful Crazy was just on the top of the charts for so long, um, and it just tells such a great story about Luke and meeting uh, his now fiancé and uh, kind of their story, and uh, that's what I think people in country music want is stuff that's personal, and stuff that they can relate to, and that is why you see these songs that are nominated, but I think overall, that was the most well-done song, and I think that's the one that's uh, worthy of Song of the Year, Luke Combs, and um, I may be biased a little bit because one of the writer's uh, name happens to be Wyatt as well, so... (laughs) But uh, I think uh, I think there's some some great songs in this category. But uh, I think I uh, think the, the nod should go to uh, "Beautiful Crazy," Luke Combs. What a year he's had, and what uh, what a career he's had in uh, just a couple of years in country music.
0: Yeah, his career in the last two years has just taken off to to heights I don't even know if he could imagine. Um, so when it when it comes to your listeners, Wyatt, are are these songs that were um, that heavily you know resonated with your listeners and your audience? No. Um, but, oh. but were there were there anyone were there any other songs rather that um, jump out to you that um, maybe just missed um, the final five spots here? Um, I mean, you know,
5: it's been a great year for country music. Uh, a lot of great uh, new music out. Um, I think maybe a song that might be getting overlooked um, and should have been into consideration. They have go- gone to Eric Church's Some of It. Oh, um, yes. You know, yeah, what a great song, and just what a great guy Eric Church is. I think uh, Eric Church, even uh, another song that he wrote, but you know, gave it to Keith Urban, as we were, also, I think, should have been in uh, the consideration. But I know they got to pick five. But those are two that I think really are on the outside looking in that you can think, oh, man, those those should have gotten nominated. But you can understand uh, the top five that they chose.
0: Absolutely. Uh, lastly, is there any performance you're most looking forward to Wednesday night?
5: Oh, man, uh, just uh, just a loaded lineup for everybody. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to even think of all the uh, the performers that we're going to have here. But, uh, Obviously, the CMA, uh, the CMA has put together an incredible show every year. Um, but I think what most people are looking forward to is the uh, the, the, the history making opening performance that they're going to have. Some of the great names in country music that are women, you know, Terry Clark, Sarah, Sarah Evans, obviously Carrie Underwood, the host, uh, Dolly Parton, going to have a big part of it. I think the the, the thing that is going to bring a lot of people in is how that show starts. And they're, they're selling it as it's going to be a history-making performance and uh, really looking forward to seeing what they've been putting together because they put a lot of thought into, obviously, taking, taking Brad away for a year, Brad Paisley, not hosting it this year because they want to highlight all of these great women of country music history. And uh, they're going to do that right off the bat and looking forward to see what they've got in store.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be something really special, and kind of like you said, it's going to be uh, the tone setter for the rest of the night. Um, but
5: uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And there's there, there's just so many great uh, special performances, people, obviously. Uh, and then uh, later on in the night, they're going to be honoring the great Chris Christofferson. So, I mean, there's just... There's, whoever's in charge of the CMA Awards every <laughs> year puts together a great show, and, you know, you honor you know that's the thing about country music is that we respect and we love our history in country music and uh, looking forward to uh, not only honoring the great Chris Christopherson but honoring the great women of country music
0: well I can't wait for Wednesday nights and uh my eyes will be peeled to see if your pick of uh, beautiful, crazy Luke Combs ends up being the winner in this category. Uh, Wyatt, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to, to preview the category and uh, just kind of go through the the overall uh, analysis of it. Uh, really well done. Oh,
5: hey, I appreciate, uh, appreciate the time, and uh, thanks for having
0: me. We are joined by Presley Webb from 99.9 KTCS in Arkansas. Presley, thanks for joining us. Um,
6: oh for sure
0: so we're here you're here to talk about the new artist of the year category and this is always you know in my opinion an interesting category because some of the names that appear on the new artist um, you know technically you know they've been around for for a bit they've they've had some success on radio so it's um, I don't want to say it's misleading but uh, it's it's just a, an interesting definition so you know, when you look at this category, what are what are your thoughts that come to mind, um, especially with, with everyone that's nominated?
4: Yeah, so New Artist of the Year is always kind of a weird one because, like you said, these, these people have had radio play. They've been out for a while. For example, my first cousin is Justin Moore, and he won it in 2014. Well, his first single was in 2010, Small Town USA, went uh, number one, and then he won it in 2014, and so again, that was kind of weird for us and everybody, because yeah. we are like, you know, who's been around, <laughs> and so it is kind of weird, and I look at the names on the list here, and I'm like, we've been playing these on air forever, but it is, it's hard because they go by shells and not airplay um, when it comes to new artists and so on my side I, i'm like we've been playing you know midland and morgan wallen and all of them all day long right. but then it goes by it goes by sales not airplay so you kind of have to look at that so on that side of things i would say morgan wallen is who i think might take it home and i mean i would be cool with that I just know how many people are obsessed with Morgan Wallen, and <laughs> that just goes to Flip's show. I'm pretty sure, you know, he has a lot of spells and stuff like that. But I really like that Midland song, too. too. They came in with a more traditional sound, and everybody was doing the modern sound, and they had hits, and they had success with that, which was pretty cool. Um, I... I'm not a huge fan of Ashley Bride. I like her. Um, I mean, she's only had one single to radio, "Dub Barn guess, which was a good song. But I don't just catch myself just listening to her, like, on the regular. But um, I do like... I like all the artists, which is awesome. And I like Cody Johnson, which is pretty cool to yeah. be on there. You know, he kind of broke out of the... Um, we don't play him a whole lot yet, but I've been a fan of Cody Johnson for what seems like forever because he was, you know, Texas country is like a cult, especially down here in Arkansas. Like, everybody, Arkansas, Oklahoma, areas like that, because I'm really close to Oklahoma, and they are obsessed with Texas country, and again, like I said, it's like a cult. and So, he has a huge fan base, too. So, I think I've got to toss-up between Cody and Morgan Just because I think they both have huge fan
0: bases. like Yeah, it seems like Morgan Wallen, just the last 12 months, 18 months, he's, like you said, really exploded, Um, you know, teaming up with FGL ways back, and then obviously with Whiskey Glasses being a smash. Um, But Cody Johnson, you make a good point. He's, you know, he's... Not new to Texas country, but the more mainstream country, I, I don't think as many country fans are familiar with him.
4: Yeah, I'm just surprised that he, you know, made the category. Because, like we said, sometimes there will be people who have been out, and that's why sometimes you know you'll see artists that's been around for two or three years, all of a sudden they're in a new artist category. So I'm just surprised that they already threw him in there, and Ashley McBride as well, with her only having like one radio hit so far. So she, those were two that I was really surprised to see in the category this year, no doubt. Um, but yeah, with Morgan's, with his fan base and how many, like a lot of people my age, I don't know if he, I'm only 20, and so like everybody around my age is super obsessed with Morgan Wall, and that's all I see on Twitter and stuff like that. So with a fan base like that, and especially with this category going off of sales and not just the airplay, I think he'll take it home, and that's I mean, I'd be completely okay with that. Again, like I said, I like Midland. I like that they had success with having a more traditional sound when everybody else wasn't doing that. And so that's, it would be okay if they had that. That would be cool. So I'm not – you know, I just – I think Morgan will take it if Cody Johnson did, but I think Morgan Wallen will have will have the win.
0: I'm on the same page as you. I think Morgan Wallen is going to win. Is there – Anyone else that you thought should have been nominated for New Artist of the Year, or you know, an artist or two that you have your eye on that, if it's, if it's not this year, maybe it's next year or two years from now that um, they're going to be up for this um, this award in the category.
4: See, it's so it's so hard to kind of like pick that out because again, you got to think of people who have been around for so a little bit who they'll throw in the category you think might be it. And I listen to a lot of artists who aren't aren't on the radio, Travis Stenning, John Langston, artists like that who we don't even play. Right. Um, Someone that has been around for a while, and I wouldn't be surprised to ever see him, but I never really see him at award shows or having anything to do with award shows, is Dylan Scott.
0: Oh, that's Um, that's an interesting one.
4: Dylan Scott or Chris Lane or someone like that who's been out and just had singles but you never see them having anything to do associated with awards. Uh, Raylan would be a female one that we don't really see in the awards scene um, but I think Dylan Scott and Dylan Scott for sure and maybe Chris Lane are two artists that I'm surprised haven't been nominated already and don't really have uh, either, I don't think either of them have nominations, which is also surprising because I don't know about you, but Chris Lane is massive right now and was basically a hit before it was a hit because so many people enjoyed it. So, those are two male artists. I'm kind of biased. I <laughs> I'm not a huge fan, and I know it's such I know it's such a big like movement right now, like females in country music. But I'm not a fan of like a female singer, which makes it really hard for me. Working in this industry and wanting to work in the music industry in the future um, makes it hard for me because that, that's such a thing. And especially with these awards, you know, they're opening with like an all-female ensemble, I think. And so with Carrie and Dolly and Ruba hosting it. So it's hard for me to sit there and pick out women, which is, I know, it's horrible, but <laughs> no, <laughs> it's that's, the truth. No, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not a fan of a female singer. I I enjoy I like Carly and I've seen her live a few times and um how the wine was big and uh, what was her last one? She has one now uh, with Lee Roth on here, but what was her one?
0: Oh, closer was to that. you was that one?
4: Closer to you, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. We we played the hell out of that one. So I mean I don't necessarily think her Ashley will take it home. Um, maybe with this. All the female stuff. Maybe they'll want a woman to take it home, but um, don't really think they'll get it. And it's kind of, i feel like it's kind of harder for a group for Midland, even though I enjoy their sound. I just think it'll be—I think Cody and Morgan are the two in the run for me if I were to sit and pick. Uh, I know I talked to my boss, and he—he he said he picks Midland. He gets to vote on these. Okay. And he had—he kind of had his argument with—they have the more traditional sound tone and so forth. So. That's what, that's what he was thinking. But, again, with putting into play that it goes off of cells and not just airplay, I think Morgan's got it. And I think he's well-deserving. I mean, again, like you said, with the FGL hit, and then Whiskey Glasses was massive. His tours, I've, I've seen him 30 times. I think he's awesome live. I just think all around he's an awesome artist, and I think that it'll be his.
0: All right, well you heard it here to hear first. Morgan Wallen's going to win the new artist of the year award. Um, thanks so much for taking time to chat about this. And uh, yeah, we'll be our eyes will be glued to this category and see who's um, the new artist this year.
6: For sure, excited to see who wins it.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks, Presley. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, thanks no, so much for taking no time.
4: Problem. Thanks so much for having me.
0: You bet. Absolutely. We are joined by Shelby from Y95 out of Lafayette, Indiana, to talk Vocal Duo of the Year. Shelby, thanks for joining us.
6: Thanks for having me.
0: So the last five winners, or the last five years, rather, um, it's gone to Brothers Osborne three times and Florida Georgia Line twice. So when you look at the category this year and the nominees, um, what's kind of your, your takeaway and your overview um, of, of all the nominees um, in this category?
6: I mean, overall, I think there's some really strong contenders in the category as a whole. I love seeing Maddie and Tay being included in this again this year. I think they've been kind of a sleeper behind the scenes. Um, But, of course, being on the Cry Pretty Tour 360 with Carrie Underwood, um, definitely still getting their names out there and are still performing and touring, which I love to see. Um, You did mention that uh, Brothers Ogborn pretty much have been dominating um, this category, and I feel kind of bad because, if I remember correctly, I actually think that Dan and Shay have been nominated for this um, all six times, and huh. they've lost every single time. Really? So, um, yeah, so they've actually, lost, like, the last few years, they've lost every time the Brothers Osborne and the Florida Georgia Lions. So, overall, if I had to pick somebody, I actually think Dan and Shea are the strongest of the group to go into winning it this year. I have high hopes for them. Um, They've announced their stadium tour for next year. Um, They've got most likely to win, I think, in my opinion. Um, They're the only duo also up for album of the year. So for me, I think they're the strongest ones. I love seeing Brooks in that category. Um, They've got their Vegas residency that they're working on right now, Um, and they're also performing with Reba. But for me as a whole, I think uh, I'm rooting for Dan and Shay. I think they got it.
0: I'm with you on that too. I, Dan and Shay is kind of uh, my preference in this category. Florida Georgia Line is an interesting one because it seems like I, I don't want to say that they they peaked, you know, a couple years ago, but it seems like as of late they haven't been cleaning up at award shows as much as they they may have in the past. So, what's your th- thoughts around that and kind of their their music the last um, year or so? I I think you you were correct using the
6: term. It was Florida Georgia Line. Um, I feel like I hear their names pop up. All the time when it comes to performing. Um, Of course, we're in Indiana, about an hour away from Indianapolis, so we had FGL Fest this year, which is a huge success. They also had Dan and Shay with them down there as well. But they're all, you know, I just announced the tour, the Chillaxification Tour with Kenny Chesney for next year. They they seem to be popping up everywhere. Of course, they opened, or opened, they started their record label company this year as well. So I think they've been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes things, but Outside of pumping out new music, outside of just the new um, their new album and the country tour, the Can't Say I Eat Country Tour, it's been kind of quiet. You're right.
0: And you mentioned Brooks and Dunn, which I think is an interesting, you know, interesting to have them in the category that uh, they had the reboot album this year, which was fascinating to hear all the new artists that they, they brought on. So do you think they have any chance at winning um, this this year, even though it's it's not like a traditional uh, type of album that they put out,
6: I i open I would be shocked to see Brooks and Nun take it home. Truly, um, they have been doing a lot this year. Of course, I like said working with Reba in Vegas. They were inducted in the Country Music Hall of Fame this year. I think it's really interesting that for the CMA Awards, they're actually performing with one of the rivals in the category, um, performing "Hardworking Man" with the Brothers Osborne. So I. I don't think they're going to win it again. I think I'd be really shocked to see can go home with the win.
0: So you're taking Dan and Shay as the winner of this category. If it's not them, who's the runner-up in your mind?
6: If Dan and Shay don't get it, I—I I mean, they've been doing it the last few years. I'd kind of like to see brothers Osborne take it again. Honestly, if it's not Dan and Shay,
0: that makes a lot of sense. I think it's a two-two horse race between those two duos. So. Uh, thanks so much, Shelby, for taking time to chat about Duo of the Year and, uh, happy CMA watching. Absolutely.
6: Looking forward to it.
0: All right. I am now joined by Justin Frey from New Country 106.3 The Bull in Sonoma, California to talk about Vocal Group of the Year. So Justin, thanks for taking the time. And, uh, you know, what are your kind of key takeaways when you look at this, this category and the list of the nominees?
7: Uh, you know, you look at the category, it's kind of the same as last year, uh, looking around on it. Um, which usually sets up for a repeat. Uh, we've seen it a couple times with Little Big Town. Uh, but, you know, looking at the category, Midland, Little Big Town, Zach Brown Band, Old Dominion, uh, Lady A. I think I got them all there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, I, I think it's not as wide open as some people may think. Uh, looking at it, Zach Brown Band, uh, a little bit of a weird year. I would say the tour <laughs> was uh, pretty awesome, uh, did pretty well, uh, the Out Tour. And then they released the album to, uh, I guess you would say, mixed reviews. Uh, there's a couple pretty good songs on there, but some was very experimental, didn't really go over well with a lot of people. Uh, but I can appreciate them kind of branching out a little bit. That being said, I don't think they win. Um, and looking at a Little Big Town, you know, they've put a couple songs out over the last year, year and a half. Uh, really trying to get back onto the radio, trying to get in the top 10 again. I think their new single, Over Drinkings" is uh, going to do pretty well. Uh, it just, you know, needs a little more momentum at radio. Uh, so I'm probably going to say they're not going to win. Uh, and then it brings you to the top three. My rankings, uh, I would put Lady Annabelle in the three. Um, they're trying to get the reboot going, you know, Charles Kelly uh, did some solo stuff. Brother Scott did some solo stuff. Now they're back together. Uh, what If I Never Get Over You? I believe I will be top 10 this week. It was sitting at 10 last week uh, at radio. So, you know, that's a good sign. Uh, the new album comes out this week as well, I think two days after the CMAs. Uh, and that'll be Ocean. That song's great, too. Mm -hmm. I obviously expect them to release Ocean as a second single. I put them probably at third if we're going to rank them. Uh, And then, the debate is the top two. I'm a big Midland fan. I think Midland's great. The guys are just owning what they do. Uh, They're super original. Both albums great, on the rock sledder roll. And they're kind of getting into that headlining groove soon, hopefully. Uh, and you know, the new album was great. Uh, it's funny because you would think the kind of honky-tonking songs would do great on the radio. More of the slower ones, I think, kind of uh, do better, really? uh, which, I, I, you know, I think people, I don't know, I, maybe it's how people assimilate with the songs. I love Mr. Lonely. I love all the kind of kooky, honky-tonky stuff. Uh, burnout, I mean, not a lot of people love that song. Uh, so I think the new album this year helps on Mr. Lonely. Still hovering around uh, in the top 25 there at radio. So I think if we had to do a sleeper pick for the category, I think Midland could win it. I really do.
1: Interesting. Uh, you
7: know, they're up for, I think they're up for new artists of the year again. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> which is a little weird. I mean, Honestly, I think they performed Burnout on the CMAs like four years ago.
0: Oh my gosh, uh, that and, far back?
7: Yeah, it was... <laughs> They do so when you watch the CMA Awards they do those like outro and intro songs of the yeah. band playing. Oh, yeah. I I distinctly remember Midland on one of those little side stages and they got like twenty five seconds on the air. <laughs> which is great because that's how I kinda was like, Oh, these guys are really legit. Yeah. Um so I think that's that's my sleeper pick. Uh to win it. I really think they can. Um but I'm gonna have. To, I really think the repeat's gonna happen with Old Dominion. I mean, they had number one, number one song on airplay with "Make It Sweet," "Hotel Key," one man bands. You know, really, really climbing up. I think it'll be. I think it'll be top ten. I'm on 100 percent sure uh, this week. It's, it's getting up there pretty high. Uh, and the new album, uh, which they call it Old Dominion. I love the self-titled thing, the third album. I just think it's funny. <laughs> Great album as well. So I think they go two in a row. Uh, it really helps that Kenny Chesney is bringing them back on tour again. He did it a couple years ago with Thomas Rhett and Old Dominion. Um, and then this time around, uh, we'll be Florida Georgia Line and Old Dominion. I mean, it's a stacked show. I think anybody, any, obviously all three of those people could be headliners, and they, they have been. Uh, so I think uh, Old Dominion really... I think this category is almost a runaway, but I will give Midland a shot.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's a very good point. I know I kind of had the same observation when I was looking at the category that. Like you were saying, you know, this year it's it's Old Dominion's kind of the favorite's with, you know, Midland as that sleeper pick. But you were talking about how, you know, most of these groups here have released a new album, you know, in the last few months or, you know, is dropping it this week with Lady Antebellum. So is this something where Old Dominion is going to get it this year, but the next year we might look at this category and say it's a complete toss-up.
7: You know, I think it's weird that all these albums are kind of coming around, coming out at the same time, you know, two or three months within the category. And I think really the thing with little big town is um, that they have basically, they're kind of doing the double, double downish Eric church kind of strategy coming up. They're doing a lot of two night cedar dates, Uh, They've got one out here in California, basically around the country. So that's kind of interesting where it's getting into January and February. They're basically doing the two-night show thing, which really, I think, can lend itself to winning the category. I mean, that's the one thing. I'll just jump to another category. With Entertainer of the Year, I mean— there's just massive tours going on right now. Eric Church doing a double down, uh, you know, Carrie Underwood's doing the 360 tour, did the 360 tour. Obviously, Chris Stapleton's all over the place. And then you look at Garth, and he's kind of, you know, doing the dive bar thing, doing the big stadium shows. And then Keith Urban, obviously, has a residency coming up. He's been all around the globe. So I think, like, that 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 category's going to be super, super hard to win. And I think next year with the uh, vocal group of the year, it's going to be the same thing. Little Big Town doing those double dates. I would, you know, Midland maybe getting a second billing spot or doing a good chunk of headlining tours. And Old Dominion, I mean, basically saying this is the last time we do the big shows, this is the second or third act, and really getting into it after that Kenny thing. I think they're propelling themselves to that. Uh, Thomas Wright kind of did the same thing when he went on tour with Kenny Chesney. I mean, he did, like, a good hour on the show, and then the very next summer, headliner, stack lineup. So I think they're all setting themselves up next year to be a super toss-up. I just think Old Dominion kind of runs away with it this year uh, just because of the success they've had, the number ones. And, I mean, they're all over the place. They're all over. Terrestrial, serious, CMT. I mean, they're super personable. Uh, it's just I think they have the perfect formula to win it this year.
0: So when you look at the the category, is there any group that you think uh, you know, got snubbed this year or that's, you know, a group that we should, you know, keep in mind for the next year or two that they might be, you know, a list as a nominee where, you know, not necessarily they're coming out of nowhere, but um, it, it could be someone that we've, you know, forgot about or you know, kinda of being a little quiet recently.
7: You know, I, I'm a biased fan towards Lanco. They got nominated last year. Uh, And they put out a couple of good songs. Rival, obviously, you know, the EPs, the albums. Uh, I really want them to get momentum just because I think they just write amazing songs. Uh, And it's super catchy, relatable. Uh, If they get a little momentum, you know, I'm kind of hoping they they can get some uh, and get into the category next year. Kind of like Florida Georgia Line did a couple years ago where they had a big fan base for Duo. They kept going and kept going. They won it, and then... Brothers Osborne did the same thing where they got a ton of momentum. kind of an upset. So I would biasly, jealously say that uh, I would love Lanco uh, to sneak their way in there, hopefully next year, maybe run away with, not run away with it, walk away with the award. Um, so I would say that's my looking forward. Hopefully they can get some momentum going.
0: No, that's that's a great uh, a great mention because they're one that I, th- I think they're continuing to put out new music. So hopefully that's we get more of that in 2020. But uh, like you said, I'm with you. I think uh, Old Dominion's the the leader in this category potentially midland, um, but it should be a fun a fun uh, category to watch Wednesday night. So Justin, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to chat with me about uh, vocal group of the year, and uh, we'll wait to see what happens. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. I am now joined by Brian Axelson, the on-air talent at WKXC out of Augusta, Augusta, Georgia. Brian, thanks for joining me to talk about Album of the Year.
3: Yeah, man, thank you so much for having me, man. It's a it's a pretty pretty stout category we always do on our show. Uh, you know, usually a couple of days leading up to the CMOs, we always do our predictions, and usually it's like, okay, man, there's pretty much a clear cut winner uh, in each category where everybody can kind of agree. This year's a little different, uh, I think. I mean, because you got a couple of heavy hitted uh, or heavy hitter females in this category with Maren Morris and Carrie Underwood. Then, of course, you got your your solo male artist, Eric Church, um, Thomas Rhett, and then, of course, you got Dan and Shay, who have had a killer year. So it's really hard to kind of pick a clear cut favorite.
0: Yeah. So, where do you see it netting out? You know, is there, do you see one as, you know, who, who would you vote for if you were to vote?
3: Oh, see, we have th- uh, thankfully we haven't made our predictions yet, and I really have been thinking about this for a while, because I'm a huge Eric Church fan, but I'm also a huge Thomas Red fan, and I think Marin Morris has been doing some huge stuff. I'm a fan of actually everybody in this category. Uh, so I go back and I start thinking about, okay, well, who's had the most singles off their album? And you think, at Dan and Shay, everything that's come off that album has been huge. All to Myself, Speechless, Tequila, everything has gone number one. I mean, they've been all over the place, had a lot of mainstream crossover, but same thing with Maren Morris. I mean, she's been you know, dabbling in the pop world, of course all with the High Women. Uh, Girl was huge. The Bones is, is really uh, starting to, to make some waves now. Of course, Carrie Underwood uh, has had some huge hits off of that with Cry Pretty and Southbound, and she's been all over the place with her tour. Uh, I mean, and, and Eric Church has not released a bad album yet. So, If I had to, just my personal favorite, my personal pick, uh, I would say Eric Church. But, of course, like I said, you can't necessarily, uh, you really can't rule out anybody in this category. I mean, this might be the toughest category of the night, or at least one of the toughest categories of the night.
0: Yeah, I think between Album of the Year and Entertainer of the Year, it's some stiff competition. Honestly, it could go any way. Uh, You know, when we look at Album of the Year, I always think this is an interesting category, especially in the, the day of, you know, the era we're in right now with music you know is is this a category that you think will be around for five ten years or do you think they'll eventually maybe swap that out with with something else because you know most country artists still release full albums but you know a lot more are starting to you know just release an ep every year you know every nine months or something like that
3: Sure, and actually, we talked about this on the show this morning because you know we talked about artists like Blake Shelton, who really wants to do just singles. He doesn't want to release an album. He's releasing the greatest hits album at the end of the year, basically because the record labels like, "Hey, you got to put out an album." He's like, "Well, I got five songs ready, so here's five new songs, and then five or six other songs you've heard a lot." Uh, So I think you've got certain artists like that who want to go that route, and then you've got artists like Jason Aldean, who said, "I'm going to keep making records until my record company tells me to stop." So I think there are a lot of artists that are still gonna release albums. I think for the foreseeable future, we'll still have an album of the year category, but it wouldn't surprise me if maybe within the next five or 10 years, there's a streaming category because we're going the way of the stream with Spotify, with Apple Music, with you know all these different streaming services. And a lot of times now when record labels will send us, you know, stats on a single or stats on an album, rather than saying how many you know downloads it got or whatever, they'll say, this song's gotten a million streams, or 10 million streams they're starting to really use that statistic to sell singles and to sell albums and to get radio play so I think we could be seeing that but I think for the foreseeable future at least in the country realm that a lot of artists will still be releasing albums and we'll definitely have this category I'd say at least the next five years maybe
0: yeah no I'm totally in agreement with you uh, so you personally are you someone that when there's a new album do you listen you know cover to cover or are you someone that just kind of cherry picks to hear the, the catchy single potentially
3: so actually I'm a guy that what I'll do is uh, I used to be man I would just go and buy the album regardless of hearing it right I would just right. go and buy it on iTunes or whatever and then listen to it and I'm like kind of <laughs> wish I hadn't spent 11.99 on that so what I'll do now is I'll go to Apple Music and I'll stream the whole thing And if I like it, top to bottom, I'll buy it. Now, there are certain artists that it doesn't matter what they do, I'm going to buy it. Eric Church, I just bought the new uh, Luke Combs album the day it came out, and it's awesome. Uh, So there are certain artists that I'll do that for. most times what I do now is I'll stream it, and if I like it, I'll spend the money. And I do, I'll listen to it, uh, you know, top to bottom. Because really, a lot of times there's really good songs on an album that never make it to the radio.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I mean you look at someone like Luke Combs who his latest album he just released has 17 songs and they're all good <laughs> Right, and that's you know that's gotta be a tough decision for him and his team to figure out which one gets sent to radio and all that uh, so lastly you know is there a performance that you're most looking forward to Wednesday night
3: oh my gosh man there's so many uh, I mean I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing what's what's going to happen, you know what, what Brooks and Dunn are going to do. I mean, Eric Church is going to be on there. What's Col- you know what's uh, what's Luke Combs going to do? I'm really fired up to see this this huge female uh, collaboration that's going to take place at the beginning of the show um, with Carrie and Gretchen Wilson and Terry Clark and, and Tanya Tucker and, and just all those. That's going to be a huge uh, deal. The Garth and Blake performance, and also one that's really unique. That like the one that kind of stood out to me. Uh, when I first saw like the first list of performers, is the Dolly Parton with For King and Country and Zach uh, Williams, like the the, hmm. cro- the co- contemporary Christian country crossover, like that was really interesting to me. So I'm kind of interested to see how that one's going to play out too. But I think talk about to bottom, man. Oh, also the Pink and and Chris Stapleton, deal, yeah. the Lady A and Halsey thing. I mean, I think this is going to be one of the best shows that we've had in a long time, as far as collaborations and as far as regular performances.
0: I'm totally in agreement. Uh, it's going to start off with a bang, like you mentioned, uh, but we'll be all, all eyes on the TV to see if uh, air church takes home album of the year. Uh, once again, Brian, thanks so much for taking time to chat about this and uh, hope you enjoy your night watching.
3: Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me, brother. You too.
0: We have Mackenzie Benenfield, the midday on air talent from 97.7 kicker FM out of Auburn, Alabama to talk female vocalist of the year. So Mackenzie you know, how do you see this category going?
6: Well, um, so the nominations, um, the nominees for this category, they each have their own way of storytelling, uh, no matter how big or small the, their difference may be. Um, you know, you hear a lot of people complain about how all country music sounds the same, but what they fail to look at these days is the actual stories being told and how each artist tells that story. Um and if it's okay with you, I'd like to break down every each artist in the category.
0: Yeah, let's do it.
6: Uh, so first off you got Kelsey Ballerini. Um, first of all, I love her song, Homecoming Queen. And it's so relatable. And that's that's her that's her key gold in her in her talent, I believe, in my opinion. She writes such relatable music and she's grown so much with her music career as well. She's like today's generational storyteller, and I've seen her once, and she was amazing. Of course, I haven't had the opportunity to see her lately, um, but like I said, she's grown so much with her music career. And then uh, next up, you got Miranda Lambert. She has always, always had that sassy, with-attitude songs, and she's always been that way, even since her first album, Kerosene. Um she does, she's just one of those artists that doesn't care, to be honest, which I adore, and she's that situational storyteller for sure for uh, all of our fans, and I've seen her twice and amazing, amazing each time. Um, and then Maren Morris, now this is, uh, she is this generation's powerhouse, kind of tied with Carrie Underwood. <laughs> um, the main difference being that, you know, Carrie has been with us since she won American Idol, and... Um, but Marin has that more blue style, uh, more sexy vibe as well. And her song "Girl" being an anthem, and she has a splash of Miranda, too. So it's like if Carrie and Miranda came together,
3: yeah,
0: uh,
6: that would be Marin Morris for sure. Um Casey Musgraves. Wow, okay. So the first thing I think about or I imagine uh, when I see or hear Casey Musgraves, is the word kaleidoscope. And this—it's all these colors and shapes and realms—and I feel like that's what her music represents. Uh, she expresses and lives her life through the stories she tells with her song, and uh, that's—it's kind of a similarity. Miranda, Marin, and Casey—they are not afraid of expressing their thoughts. And then, last but never the least, uh, you've got Miss Carrie Underwood. You know, from American Idol winner to the Beyonce of country music, if you will. Um, I've actually been blessed enough to go to two shows of her recent Cry Pretty uh, 360 tour, and one of her storyteller uh, shows the tour prior to uh, her most recent one. Um, Not to be a pun here, but uh, she is a champion for so many people, (laughs) whether it be uh, following in her career footsteps or her lifestyle footsteps, for that matter, or just living the stories of her music, and like I said, each one of these ladies in this uh, category, that's what they share. They, they have a specific way of telling their stories. And that's, what, that's one of the many things I admire personally about country music is because every story is different if you pay enough attention to it. But uh, what I love most about the female vocalists is that uh, they're not scared to express their opinion and their stories whether they've lived it or not. There's that. Um, Now, if you're okay with it, I'd like to go ahead and kind of shout out who I think deserves it.
0: Yeah. um, So, the last five winners, actually, uh, or the last five years, it's gone to Carrie twice and Miranda three times. So, do you see that changing um, this year?
6: Um, It would would be nice to see one of the more up-and-coming artists, like... Maybe the newer artists like Kelsey Ballerini or Marin or even Casey win it um however, I feel like Carrie Underwood, like I said, I feel like she's the beyonce of country music, and I mean she just covers it all um and she's like I said she's just a champion for so many people uh for me sorry, she's just a champion for so many people and her fans, and I just feel like well. You know, she's she's nominated for Entertainer of the Year, and that one's going to be a tough one. I won't <laughs> even go into that. It really is. But I, I feel like Carrie is deserving. However, it I wouldn't be surprised if Maren Morris were to get it, or Casey, or Kelsey, too.
0: Sure. Do you see—is there anyone that—I um, mean, if you look at these five, these are— like the five queens of country music right now. But was there anyone that you thought were, you know, was left out that, um, should have been nominated or someone that you think is going to be scratching at the door in the next year or two?
6: I would like to say that Ashley McBride is probably going to be, um, at that door pretty soon. Um, she's done so much work. Um, and with being a newer vocalist, um, she's just making moves.
0: Absolutely. Well, I can't wait to watch this category because like you said, there's it's, it's hard to choose just as hard as <laughs> entertainer of the year is going to be, but thanks for, thanks for joining us and happy CMA watching.
4: Yeah,
6: you too. thanks for having me.
0: You bet. Thanks Mackenzie. All right. We are joined by Anthony out of Southern California with K frog 95.1 here to talk about male Vocalist of the year. So Anthony, thanks for joining me. Um, When you look at the category, kind of what's your overall takeaway with with everyone that's been nominated? I think it is a complete mirrored image from
2: last year because it honestly is. It's the same five guys that we saw just a year ago with Stapleton, Luke Combs, Thomas Rhett, Dirks, and Keith Urban. And it's so hard to, to, when you look at these names, you think every one of these guys is deserving, without a doubt. Um, And it's just, it's amazing just year in and year out. I mean, how good all these guys are. I mean, there's other categories where you can look at it and you think, oh, boom, so-and-so is going to win. But I've been staring at this one the most, and I'm like, I'm just torn, absolutely torn.
0: Yeah, I think the, the thing that jumps out to me is all five of them have such a different style and such a different sound to them that... Uh, you know, with Stapleton, it's more that traditional sound. Where Thomas Rhett's, you know, more that that modern sound. And you know, it's it's different types of country fans. That you know, depending on who wins, you know, there are going to be fans that are going to be a little disappointed at who wins. If we're being honest. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, you have every everybody has their favorites, and like you said, you have Thomas Rhett, who people argue isn't as traditional. It's kind of more of that poppy sound. You have uh Luke Combs and Chris Stapleton who kinda of have more of that traditional sound, but even when you talk about Luke, I mean sometimes he has kind of that rocker feel in there. And uh and of course Keith and Dirks are just standout guys alone. So like I said, this is this is a ridiculous category. I could talk to you right now and tell you who my favorite is, and then tomorrow I could totally change my <laughs> mind because these guys are just all across the board. These guys are just A listers.
0: And that's the thing too, like there's these five but um there are some potential snubs too. There there's no Kane Brown, there's no Jason Aldean, no Kenny Chesney. And the list can go on. Is there is there anyone that isn't nominated that you think, you know, should have been in the top 5? I know that's a very tricky question to ask, but um
2: and I think with, I, we all know, you know, country music. It's no secret that it is such a male-dominated genre, and you could honestly have 20 to 30 names in this category every year. Like you said, Kane Brown. I think you could throw um, Eric Church in there. You oh think, yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Luke Luke Bryan is one of the biggest country music names. Where is he? So I think it's a uh, it's a very tough decision for you know the CMAs to pick just five guys but honestly I think I think they nailed it they picked a, a really good crew right here uh, top five so it'll be interesting to see who walks away with it, it in my gut I feel like Prince stapleton is the odds on favorite to take home another award which is, I said I was gonna be his fifth straight which is nuts that's crazy and that's crazy yeah it could be history because he could tie. I think it was like Blake Shelton, George Strait, somebody else too. Slipped in my mind to win uh, as for five wins, and I'm like, "That's nuts!" But I know the Country Music Associ- Association likes to fall back on old favorites,
3: so I think that kind of gives him a good chance to win. But I would not be surprised in the slightest bit if Luke
2: Combs walks away with the hardware on Wednesday.
0: And that'd be really that'd be really awesome for him, just because. I mean, he's he's truly only been you know in the mainstream you know being on radio for the last three years. I, I wouldn't say anything more than that. Um, and his, his rise is just, is just crazy right now. I don't think he's released a song that hasn't been number one. Um, you know, when you look at this category, someone like Luke Combs is a is a younger uh, artist. But are there are there any others that you see you know potentially down the line in the next two to three years that you think, hey, you know what? They've released some songs, um, starting to get some some solid radio play. Like, could they eventually, you know, be nominated in this category? Is there anyone else that jumps out to you?
2: Uh, Sitting here right now today, I think you know if if Sam Hunt ever decides that he wants to actually come out with a uh, new album instead of just song (laughs) after song after song here and there, I think he could very well be in this discussion. But like we said, I mean. It's so crazy how many males are in this genre and how many of them get radio play. And I, believe me, I'm, I'm all for hearing, you know, more females down the road. I adore some of the names that we have right now, like the Carries, Mirandas, and uh, the ones upcoming, like, uh, you know, Marin and Kelsey. So I'd love to hear more females, but we just have a ton of males across the board. So it would be, I mean, I'm sure there's guys right now that aren't the mainstream that could kind of creep up. end of this year maybe beginning next year and they could be superstars you know six months from now so i think there's just so much talent out there and we're gonna hear a whole batch of new names that you and i would probably talk about like who the heck are they and they'll be mega stars in a couple months
0: exactly so we'll just wrap things up i know you think stapleton's gonna take it home if you had a vote and you could be the sole decider in who wins this category who would you roll with I would have to say Luke Combs I I think
2: arguably he is like the biggest breakout star in the history of country music I I could make a case for him for Entertainer of the Year too
0: he's he's nuts
2: like you said he's not at a song that hasn't gone number one Um, he's up for he's up for Song of the Year he's up for Musical Event of the Year I think he's gonna walk away a big winner Wednesday night I love Luke Combs like I said I think the CMAs like default back on people that they're used to so you know they do love them, some Chris Stapleton, but I think Luke has just shot up the charts like crazy. Uh, so if if I had a vote, it would absolutely go to Luke Combs. With you know no no disrespect to any of the other guys in the category, love them all, but I think it's Luke's time.
0: You make very good points. So it'll be interesting to see if there's a change in the guard with Luke, or if they um, give it back to Stapleton for the fifth year in a row. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure you are, too. Uh, thanks so much for taking time to chat through Male Vocalist of the Year, and uh, I think it's one of the more interesting categories to watch on Wednesday night. So thanks again for taking the time.
4: Absolutely, Aaron. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, we're joined by Hannah from Y100 in Green Bay, Wisconsin, to talk about the biggest award of the night at the CMA is the Entertainer of the Year. So, Hannah, what's kind of your overall observation and and takeaways from this category?
6: I feel like this one is the award. I mean, it's always talked about a lot. I feel like it's the one everyone is always talking about, but this year especially, um, it's been the one that everyone's been wondering what is going to happen. I think because a lot of the females have been very vocal about the fact that they think that Carrie Underwood should be winning the award this year, obviously, they're, you know, basing pretty much the whole award show off of the females in country music, which I think is amazing. I'm always, like, I will champion every female artist ever because I think there are some really, really amazing artists that haven't gotten the amount of play on radio that they should. Um, But with that being said, as far as, like, Entertainer of the Year goes, I love Carrie Underwood, but I just don't know if this should be the year just because like you see Eric Church on there and he just did his double down tour where he's playing three hours back to back nights in all of these places and he's on stage by himself and it's just like he is just I don't know I feel like he deserves entertainer of the year I can't believe he hasn't won it before um, so while I love Carrie Underwood I feel like if she won it would be because they're basing the award show off females like that is their focus you know what I mean
0: do you think she's deserving of it though
6: I do think she's deserving of it like I love Carrie Underwood and I have seen her in concert and I think she's super entertaining I mean the production she has the chick can sing like no one else but I just feel like this year if I'm basing it off of like the shows that I've seen and the entertainment entertainment aspect of it all like I would personally choose Eric Church to be The entertainer of the year
0: this year. So when you look at the category of entertainer of the year, are you are you looking at the complete package of songs released, an album maybe, and then touring? You know, what's kind of your definition of entertainer of the year in your mind?
6: In my mind, when I hear entertainer of the year, I like automatically just go to live shows because I feel like, yeah, entertainer is, you know, the whole package, but when you when you see when they like When they announce Entertainer of the Year and they play, like, the video montages or whatever, like, it's always their show. You know what I mean? I feel like that's where they get their time to shine and be an entertainer. And so that's where my mind goes when I'm thinking about this specific category is I focus more on just the live performance aspect. I mean, that's probably why Garth Brooks has won it. He's won it the most out of any artist, I think. He's won it, like, six times.
0: That's what um, I have too, yeah, and I six. think it's
6: because it's because of his live show. You know, he hasn't really. He, well, he has a couple of songs at radio right now, but when you hear Garth Brooks, you think about his live show.
0: Exactly, uh, so a bit of a tricky question. If if you had to replace someone in this category with someone who was not nominated, um, not necessarily saying that. You know the person you're replacing isn't you know deserving of the award, but is is there someone, an artist or a group in mind that you think um, should be considered uh, for Entertainer of the Year? Or, like just missed the the top five spot.
6: Oh boy, that's a loaded question. So do I have to get rid of someone, or I can just add someone
0: to the list? Uh, let's be nice and just add someone to the list.
6: Okay. Um. Oh my gosh, that's such a hard question. I have to like think back to the last year. There's been so many amazing. People. I mean, the first person that comes to mind for me would be Luke Combs, mm-hmm. obviously, but I just, I don't know, I guess I haven't looked at the statistics of what it would be, but I just feel like he's so new in his career, um, the Entertainer of the Year maybe, like, wouldn't be for him quite yet, because this is his first tour, but for it being his first huge tour in the last year, I mean... Dude is incredible. So I guess Luke Holmes would probably be the first person that would come to mind.
0: Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was thinking of, too. I think someone like Luke and even someone like Marin, I think in the next two to three years, I think you could definitely you know, start to include them in this category as um, you know, top five nominees. And who knows? I'd, I'd be curious to know what the... You know what the the bigger list look like once they narrowed it down to I think ten or twenty. I'd be curious to see, you know, who's in that group and you know any cliff notes of who's to come. Um, Any performances you're looking forward to most CMA Award night?
6: I am really looking forward to the Brothers Osborne and Brooks and Dunn performance together, just because I love Brothers Osborne with every fiber of my being. I feel like they, I mean, they're not at the caliber of, you know, that yet, but like their live show is quite honestly, one of the greatest things that anyone could see. So I hope someday they'll be up for entertainer of the year because their shows are incredible. So I think that performance, I'm excited to see Kelsey ballerini do homecoming queen, just because I feel like that's such a song that Mm -hmm. women especially need right now. And it's just such a vulnerable song. So I'm excited to see what she does with that.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking time. Uh, Eric Church is your pick to win Entertainer of the Year. So we'll uh, yeah,
3: I'm a, gonna go with it.
6: We'll
0: have our eyes glued to the TV and uh, see if he wins it. I, I think it'd be really cool, just because, kind of like you're saying, it's he. I think he's been nominated once before, but um, to do the back-to-back nights, the, the full shows is, is truly something special. So um, it is. Again, thanks for taking time and uh, happy CMA night. Yeah, thanks so much for letting me blab away. <laughs> Anytime. Thanks, Anna. <laughs> Once again, a special thanks to everyone who shared their thoughts on the biggest night in country music. That was a lot of fun. Honestly, we're going to have to do that again often in the future. Make sure you tune into the CMA Awards this Wednesday on ABC at 8, 7 Central. Also, the red carpet interviews are always fun to listen to as well, so check those out prior. I believe Entertainment Tonight is the official one, but if you search on YouTube, I'm sure you'll find quite a few other options from E to People, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Also, stay tuned. We have some fun things in store for the rest of the year as we gear up for our 2020 relaunch. Emily and I will be counting down our top songs of the year during December, so be on the lookout for that. And we're also working on a little something fun for Christmas as well. Thanks for listening, folks. Until next time.